Hey, what's happening, guys? Grace and peace to you. I hope all is well. Happy Friday to all of you, and uh, welcome back to Live the Life podcast. Um, today's message is called The Great Divide. The Great Divide. And, um, you know, God's just been stirring this up in me through, you know, what he's doing here in our country with, with revival, you know, this Asbury college, um, revival and it's, you know, it's starting to spread. Um, yeah. So as I was listening to a message, you know, last Sunday, you know, God just put that on my heart again, we're, we're at the great divide, you know, we, we have to make, we have to make a choice. Amen. We have to make a choice. And so I want to talk a little bit about that this morning. Um, and again, I want to reiterate, I'm going to read Luke 12, to you again. And this is, you know, that Jesus, you know, didn't come to unify everybody. He came to divide. He came to draw a line between his followers and those who don't follow him, right? He came to bring salvation. You know, he came to seek and save the lost, destroy the works of the devil. You know, we have the wrong view of why God came. We, we, we feel, some may feel he came as a hammer to destroy us when in reality he came to save us. So, there's kind of this right view of God that that's part of what's happening in this revival right now is uh, people's hearts are being drawn back to God and their understanding that he is a God of love and mercy. Also, that he is a just God and that there are choices to our uh, there's consequences to our choices. You know what I mean? And we choose to go to heaven or hell, you know, not God. Uh, <laughs> it's already written, um, you know, curses. For disobediences, for disobedience, blessings, for obedience, there's a line in the sand and there's consequences uh, either direction that we choose to go, right? Jesus allows us to choose. So, because he's a gentleman and the Holy Spirit's a gentleman. So, anyway, the great divide. So, I'm going to read you Luke uh, chapter 12, 49 to 56. Um, Jesus says, I have come to set the world on fire and I wish it were already burning. Uh, I have a terrible baptism of suffering ahead of me, and I'm under heavy burden till it's accomplished. Do you think I have come to bring peace to the earth? No, I have come to divide people against each other. From now on, families will be split apart, three in favor of me and two against, or two in favor and three against. Father will be divided against son, son against father, mother against daughter, daughter against mother, mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Then Jesus turned to the crowd and said, When you see the clouds you know, beginning to form in the West, you say, here comes a shower and you are right. And then when the South wind blows, you say, today will be a scorcher. And it is you fools. He says, you know how to interpret the weather signs of the earth and the sky, but you don't know how to interpret the present times. So again, this seems like a harsh scripture, uh, but it's not. It's, you know, he's come to set the world on fire. To me, that's another form of revival. That's our hearts burning uh, to be with the Lord, to be in his presence, to praise him, to worship him. There's this fire. And then his goodness is so overwhelming that we can't contain it. And we share his love with the world, with all of his children, that we would all be saved. That's the fire I believe Jesus is talking about in this scripture. And he's saying, I wish it was already burning. You know, I wish you were all on fire for me already. You know what I mean? Like, so in in light of that, we have this this revival going on right now, right? It's in our face. And um, I don't know if you're paying attention or not. I'm sure 
people were paying attention to the Grammys, which which isn't new. Uh, media is not new. You know, advertising is not new. Fake news is not new. Everything that the world wants us to uh, fear, uh, to follow, right? And basically worshiping Satan um, out loud. And everybody seems to applaud that. But now we have uh, this group of, you know, Gen Z, young adults, which is normally the hardest group um, to, to get a hold of. And, and being in ministry for 30 plus years, there's that disconnect, you know, right between after graduating high school, then not, you know, not quite fitting in at church. And then there's this this period where you have to your faith has to stand on its own, you know, and it's always been a passion of mine for that group of people um, to mentor and guide and lead because it's a it's a trippy time in our life. And I was there, too, when I was that age. So it's beautiful to see uh, God turning hearts towards him. So so we have this revival going on, which is defined in many different ways. Um, you know, it's it's you know, it's God being God. God can do whatever God wants to do. God chose to, to, to drop his presence to on Asbury. And, uh, you know, God's always drawing us towards him. That's the reality. We're all on our own walk. I was on my own walk, but God was always drawing me towards him. And for those of you who have been saved and, and maybe you're backslidden, maybe you don't know, maybe there's things in your life where you know God was talking to you, which I'm sure all of us do, that those times you're empty where you're never satisfied with your life and what you've accomplished and what you've gained and the money you have and the friends you think you wanted that you now have and you're still not happy, you know, that emptiness inside where there's got to be more, you know, that God's drawing you uh, to him in those times, right? So God's always drawing us and it's up to us to make that choice, you know what I mean, to, to turn from our wicked ways, right, and, and turn to the Lord. So, you know, for whatever reason, because God can do whatever he wants, He's done it many times throughout history, but he's chosen to fall on on Asbury here for the last, you know, two and a half weeks. It's been beautiful. It was organic. Um, just, just you know, young adults hungry, man, for Jesus. So to me, I believe it's also, you know, it's an outward response of our heart to run towards God, to praise him and worship him. You know, revival is the outward expression of, you know, that burning heart that we talked about in the beginning that, you know, we just can't contain it, right? And so now we have this this large group of, of, of young adults um, mixed in with seasoned saints, whatever. It's not just for young adults. It's for the whole world, you know. God's getting our attention. And, uh, and he's been doing it since the beginning of time. And you have a choice to make. And again, that's the great divide. Here it is again in your face. God is moving in a powerful way. God is real. Heaven and hell are real. And you have a choice to make. And you can't have one foot in and one foot out. It doesn't work. You got to be all in or all out. So, yeah, you have a choice to make today in this great divide. Whether you're going to go to heaven or go to hell. Whether you're going to follow Jesus or follow Satan. Because if you don't say yes to Jesus, you're rebelling against him. Okay? And to not make a choice is to say no. Right? They're, you're basically saying no. You either follow him or you don't. That's where this divide comes in. So, you have to make a choice. You can't have both. But I tell you what, coming out of this thing, and this is my concern. So this fire has started and this fire is burning. And for those of us who are followers, you know, I, I live in revival every day. God's burning in my heart every day. 
I love the Lord. I'm grateful for my life. I'm sharing the love of Jesus. You know, it doesn't mean I don't have hard times. You guys know I just lost my mom. You know, there's a reality of pain and suffering and trials in my life. You know, even the crap that's going on in this world, but it's like, whatever. I know where I'm going. Uh, you know, I know my time is limited. I know we're living in the ending days. It's all reality, folks. And it's all written. It's been written. It's been proven. It's true. Um, so I live in revival every day. It, it, it lives inside of you. It's you and Jesus, man. The relationship between you and the Lord, man. You can have revival in your life every single day. So um, I pray that fire continues, that it's sustainable fire, that, you know, people don't honor the revival. They just honor Jesus. You know, that's what this whole thing was about, was organically praising, loving Jesus, just just loving being in his presence, just like Mary laying at the feet of Jesus, weeping at his feet, you know, which is the most amazing place to be. You guys have been learning that through the secret place and the messages this year that God has been putting on my heart down on our knees in 2023, he said, and it's happening and it's beautiful. So keep pressing in. All right. God has always drawn you. So quit, quit, uh, quit avoiding it. Quit running from the Lord. Just simply turn to the Lord and uh, just press into your relationship with him and and he'll just start, you know, shaping you and 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 turning your life around, man. You know, reconciling, you know, things and relationships and, you know, and, and I mean, that matters, but it doesn't matter. The only relationship that matters is our one with Jesus Christ, you know, and everything else is fueled from that and filled by that. So, yeah. Um. I'm going to read you a couple of revival scriptures here. Um, Isaiah 57, 15. Again, this is Old Testament. For this is what the high and exalted one says. He who lives forever, whose name is holy. He says, I live in a high and holy place, but also with the one who is contrite and lowly in spirit to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. This is revival. This is God drawing us to him. He is high and mighty. He is the God of the universe, the creator of everything, the creator of you and me and every person on this planet. And uh, he desires to have a relationship with us. It's the most amazing concept. It's the most amazing reality ever. Um, that doesn't normally happen in kingship and authority and stuff like that. They don't want to deal with anybody who's lowly, right? But the Lord desires the broken. He desires his children. He just wants relationship with us. You know, this is prophesied in the Old Testament is, you know, the Israelites were failing, man. They just kept worshiping idols and running from God. And then they'd run back to him. Oh, please help us, Lord. And the Lord would show up and then they would go back to their idols again. It's just this recurring pattern throughout the entire Bible. Uh, Psalm 85, 6, will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? Amen. Hosea 6, 2, after two days, he will revive us. On the third day, he will restore us that we may live in his presence. Psalms 80, verse 18, then we will not turn away from you. Revive us and we will call upon your name, right? His people calling out, Habakkuk 3, 2, Lord, I have heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds, Lord. Repeat them in our day, in our time, and make them known. In wrath, remember mercy. You see, mercy triumphs over judgment. You know, God is a God of mercy, but we have to acknowledge our sin and turn towards him. It's our choice, man. He wants to pour out mercy. But if you choose to have a hard heart, he'll allow you to have that hardened heart. If you choose to not follow, if you choose to not believe, 
then that's your choice, man. And God is a gentleman. He gives us that choice. Um, and judgment comes upon you. Judgment is there. It's our choice, though. And he's a good judge. That's what makes him who he is. So remember that. Mercy triumphs over judgment, but mercy requires a turn and a change in our heart. And then Second Chronicles 7.14, we've been hearing this a lot lately. You know, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. So I don't know about you guys, but uh, I would love for this world to be healed. I would love uh, for this world to go on. You know what I mean? I'd love to see my grandchildren grow up, my great-grandchildren, my great-great-grandchildren if I'm still alive. And I'd love them to live in a beautiful world, right? Filled with followers of Jesus Christ, unified in Christ, not unified in Satan and the other things of this world. And that's another thing, folks. We've talked about that a lot. Kingdom living is amazing. Okay, there's still baseball games, sporting events, parties. You, we, you know, we still do all the same things. There's just different motives, <laughs> and uh, uh, we're, we're we're careful to not, you know, partake of worldly spirits and things of that nature that that could cling on and attack and ruin our life. Right? You're all just one drink away from saying something you can't take back from ruining your life. So, um, anyway, whole nother topic, but. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So, um, and then I'll end here with Joel 2, 28 through 32. And the Lord says, and afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. For on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, there will be deliverance, as the Lord has said, even among the survivors whom the Lord calls. So Lord, we just thank you for your revival, Lord. We thank you for for you're always in our lives, Lord, each and every day, individually, Lord, we can have revival in our truck and in, in our own home and anywhere we go where we choose to spend time with you and praise you. There's a revival in our heart, Lord. And we thank you for this great outpouring that you're doing now. And we cry out for more of it, that your presence would flood the earth, Lord, that your fire would cover the earth, God, that you would spark revival throughout all the colleges, right? around the world, Lord God, in all of our churches, in all of our communities, in all the hearts of all your children would be revived and drawn to you, and that you would give us the courage and the boldness to say yes, to turn away from the world, even though we're scared to let go of our control or this this thing we think we have in control, and that we would release that into your hands. So bless your people, Lord. We thank you, God, and we just cry out for more. We praise your holy name. We bless your holy name. All glory be to you, God. All glory for anything in this life that's good that that we get to partake of is all glory to you. Have your way, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you guys.